0: Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central Podcast brought to you today by DFA or Dark Fiber Africa. And I'm joined today by a familiar face to the show, and that's of course Vino Govender, uh, center in your picture. Uh, Vino is head of strategy, mergers, and acquisitions at DFA. Now, Vino is joined on our call today by Portia Tokwane, who is DFA's chief human capital officer. Porsche, welcome to you as well. Now, the reason I'm chatting to Porsche and Vina today is that DFA was recently named Top Employer 2021 in South Africa. V- Vina, tell me a bit about this award and what it means for DFA.
1: Well, Duncan, if we look at it holistically, and Porsche will go to it more in detail, mm-hmm. it's, it's an, accompli- it's an, it's an inca- accomplishment uh, for the organization. Uh, I I'm, mean, I'm, uh, Duncan, you're aware that we are a wholesale infrastructure player, uh, fibre centric on connectivity. And we believe that, you know, in moving forward, um, and, you know, in the type of products and services that we take to market to support the entire digital ecosystem, we need to attract, retain, nurture and grow talent, not just for DFA, but also to, you know, serve as a uh, as, as, a, as an incubator to develop talent for the industry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, the accomplishment of uh, of the Accolade really puts us in that position, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, to attract, nurture, retain and grow talent, not just within our organization, but like I mentioned, for the broader ecosystem per se.
0: So Portia, let me bring you in here. Um... There was quite a bit, I believe, uh, that had, you, you guys had to go through uh, before winning this award. There was a, a bit of a process involved. Talk, talk me a bit about, uh, take us through some of the, to the background to uh, to winning this particular accolade.
2: Yes, um, Duncan, we're absolutely ac- ecstatic uh, to win the award. Um, and, and even more so to know that within the space that we operate in, we are the only company in South Africa, uh, actually in Africa, that has won the award. So we are absolutely proud um, and to be part of companies that are considered to be committed to excellence in HR strategies and practices. Um, so we, we truly as DFA understand that the value that we, we bring or that we create in the market is value for people and, and how we get that value is through people. So um, this certification is fantastic for our brand Um, But it's also fantastic to make sure that as a business, we remain committed to um, creating exceptional work conditions uh, for our current employees and for the future talent. So to take you a little bit through the process, um, the participation uh, requires signing up with the Top Employer Institute, which is a global institution. Uh, They conduct a deep analysis into our entire HR practice um, uh, and environment. They look at um, uh, conducting an audit. Um, They come to our office, uh, they go through all our documents, our processes. Um, They look at um, uh, a a survey, a comprehensive survey. And uh, that survey, it culminates to um, a a process where they rate us um, uh, through external auditors and that rating is benchmarked against uh, international standards and organizations. So uh, we started this journey in 2019. Uh, We did not uh, succeed in getting an award in 2019. We learned that there's some areas that we needed to improve on, um, particularly around uh, our practices around uh, EVP, around workforce planning. We went back, we took their feedback, went back to to the table, uh, looked at our strategy, and um, improved um, and yeah. So 2021, we find ourselves uh, getting awarded. So we, we absolutely proud.
0: You mentioned EVP, What what is that? Employee value proposition, I'm guessing?
2: Yes, yes, oh, exactly, okay. exactly. Okay. So, so, so we do a lot of good work, um, mm-hmm. but we don't do a good job in, in marketing um, the value that we, we bring to current employees and to future employees.
0: Okay, now you had to identify, and I'm quoting here, factors critical to employee engagement and development. Um, maybe take us through in practice what that actually entails.
2: Yes, so so holistically, the, the audit looked at uh, the business strategy, it mm-hmm. looked at how the HR strategy supports that business strategy, it looked at uh, digital HR, it looked at our talent acquisition practices, um, employee well-being. Um, it looked at our practice around inclusion. It is a wide battery of um, of categories that they looked at, and and most importantly um, around employee development uh, or skills development. Because we're not looking only at our our internal employees, um, we we found ourselves to be, um, and this has been going on for a couple of years, uh, be truly committed to invest resources and, and effort in um, improving uh, the skills, uh, reskilling our current employees mm-hmm. and, and upskilling mm-hmm. them because we, we recognize that um, not only for DFA, but in South Africa um, about 30% of jobs are going to, to be automated. So we, we need to prepare for, for that transition. Um, we've also been um, highly focused on youth development. Um, We understand the plight of of South Africa has been coming for for many years, where we're talking about either lack of skills, or we're talking about the quality of skill not really being relevant for our sector. So um, we we have been investing a lot on um, various uh, youth development programs, right from foundational level, you know, at schools, going into schools, and um, also programs that we are bringing um, unemployed learners in-house. Um, so last year alone, for an example, Duncan, um, despite the COVID challenges, we had um, about 125 young people that were uh, in our company that um, went through really intensive learning programs. Mm-hmm. So those young people, we were not able to absorb all of them, but we have given them the skills that any organization within
0: the industry can use them. Vino, you know, uh, winning an award like this is obviously a, a, a major um, accolade for uh, DFA. But um, maybe unpack in a little bit of detail how it helps you as an organisation. Um, I presume being able to 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 have this yeah. accolade alongside your name helps you attract um, skills. Um, but in what what sort of ways does this benefit DFA?
1: So, uh, Duncan, the key benefit, I mean, there's there's many spinoffs, right? But in in qualifying to to be awarded this this, um, accolade, it means that we also focus very strongly on our level of employee engagement. What we found, uh, Duncan, is that there's a strong correlation between employee engagement and customer experience. Now we've chatted on the show, I think previously on the digitalization of TFA of, of and where um, we are going. it's all based on improving our level of customer experience. And we've, we've, we've seen gains in that over the years. And it's because, you know, it's not just about the product and technology that we take to the market from an open access perspective, but how do we do it? You know, it's the, the it's the service level that it, that it that it gets delivered to the customer with, and you know one of the key metrics and drivers of our business is customer experience. We want to improve the customer experience um, uh, um, uh, that we that we deliver upon, and the this the the wording of this accolade just also accentuates the fact that you know it drives a a, a better employee. Like I mentioned, employee engagement, mm-hmm. employee experience. Uh, Porsche can you know chat around how we've used very specific platforms, Picon, in terms of measuring key attributes that drive employee engagement, and uh, and we've taken uh, measures uh, from top down in the organization, focusing very specifically on the attributes that drive employee engagement and employee experience within the employee base and that's the, what's the key one of the key benefits is improving the the experience that we deliver to our customers mm.
0: well uh porsche do you want to jump in there and talk a little bit about those platforms which uh which Vina just spoke about
2: yes yes i, I do want to to add on that um the the really key of um, us creating a fantastic environment to work in like I said, you know, it's people who are saving, the people that really pay us at the end of the day, um, be it a, a business um, or be it the end user that ultimately interfaces with uh, with our products. Um, so if we don't start here, you know, with mm. the front line, which is the people that do the actual work, it is going to impact our scorecard and the bottom line at the end of the day. So we, we looked at holistically, we cannot speak about customer experience without speaking about the experience of the employees that really serve those customers. So besides tracking or measuring through a platform like like a, 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 a PICAN platform, we've looked at what are the key levers that we need to drive, you know, to to ensure that employees are, 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 are enabled, they're engaged, and they're empowered to work for DFA. So we looked at the quality of leadership, um, that is the first one, um, simply because any impact or any change it starts at the top so so if you have the leaders that are bringing not only the minds but the hearts uh, their hearts to the business and they are engaged and focused on investing in meaningful work that um, is going to be legacy creating for for the business for the company and the individuals that work for it um, it 's really you know the first and the main focus that we looked at um, after looking at the quality of, of leadership, we looked at even selling things like your, your employee benefits, you know, are we offering benefits that are relevant for, for the market that we operate in? Uh, there's no point in having employees that, um, you know, they, they, are doing the work, you are investing a lot in skilling, in skilling them, but however, um, they, 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 they are not compensated competitively, you know, mm-hmm. so, so, we, so you end up losing those employees. Right. So, um, one of the key retention, um, um, Tool for us, you know, is to make sure that we are rewarding, you know, our employees. Um, we, we when they perform, you know, we, 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 we reward them accordingly and that they've got benefits that, um, uh, that are relevant. Um, we looked a lot, um, on, of we did a lot of work around the culture of the organization. Um, you know, topics of inclusion, they are, uh, in our country, very sensitive topics and and most companies um have an academic approach to such to such topics so we we've shifted the needle to a great extent where we we have transparent and open conversations around around inclusion so how is the environment for millennials we have 52 percent of our employees being millennials um so how do we ensure that the millennials feel included uh in in the organization so we've got an millennial council, you know, who are part of the strategic decisions of the, of the business. Uh, we've got an employee, uh, a, a female employee forum, who also uh, come and look at the, the matter of gender inclusion. So we have um, a lot of investments um, around, um, you know, how do we take away uh, time uh, that employees spend on uh, administrative activities, Mm-hmm. you know, for them to focus on uh, impactful, you know, a uh, strategy impacting activities. So how do we digitalize, you know, uh, the HR support? How do we digitalize, um, you know, other manual um, processes within the organization? So, so really, um, we saw a lot of benefit from improving our internal efficiencies um, that helped free our employees to really do work that they're passionate about. Um, and then that also translated to, the ease of doing business with us, uh that our customers were were experiencing. Um and, and yeah, more value for our customers.
0: I'm gonna come back to, I wanna come back to one one, one thing you mentioned in, in, in your answer there, which uh which I'd actually be really keen to get you some insight into. I think you called it the Millennial Council that you've that you've created. Um mm-hmm. uh, how Porsche do um how different, rather, are the expectations of millennials coming to the workforce today compared to, say, um, Gen X or any other generation? Do they have a very different – and it's often said that millennials grew up digitally native. They are very happy and comfortable using technology. Does that um, change the way that an organization like DFA has to reward them to retain them?
2: Absolutely, Duncan. Uh, I'm – I don't know if i should say fortunate um i'm also part of generation x so (laughs) i i i struggle a little bit with technology um but we we, we're learning you know we we realized that really the people that needed to do a lot of unlearning was was us um we we had a traditionalist view to how to conduct business and to our perception of what the future looks like Mm -hmm. um and then we had young people who had a different approach to something as simple as coming to work you know uh, uh back in the day you know we cared more about what time you're arriving in the office uh, you know mm-hmm. what time you're leaving you must sit in your little cubicle or in your little office space and we have young people saying please you know uh, just make clear what your expectations are you know what what value do you want me to to deliver for you how and when i do it you know shouldn't really matter you know i could be mm-hmm. sitting in a restaurant and having a meeting you know um why should i be you know uh wearing a tie and sitting in an office and uh, with you seeing me uh for you to be comfortable that i'm doing the work um so so we we found a, a couple of years back that there was a bit of discord between you know us the older generation and the young generation you know when they came up with ideas you know they were too wild for us to understand um and you know we were a bit resistant and the more that we didn't entertain their 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 ideas um the more they either um you know withdrew mm-hmm. and and didn't participate uh or they left the organization so so we we put in we put them on the forefront uh they have a purpose you know um uh, because young people want to to lead by purpose they want to know exactly what value are they dream are they driving so 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 they're coming up with with programs and and, and um uh, projects that um, you know are helping us to really rethink um, and relook at you know the way that we're doing business which is very difficult for us to conceptualize because the future is very uncertain
0: yes. you
2: know, so, so they have a better idea of what the future looks like than us mm.
0: It, it must make um, uh, older, if I can call them that, leaders uh, quite uncomfortable. So, though, so some of these d- different approaches and um, Vino, I've uh, I, there was a, a big debate uh, just, just I think just a few weeks ago um, uh, where uh, we saw the CEO of Netflix, Reed Hastings. Uh, the, I think he, is he still the CEO? I'm not sure. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Maybe co-CEO of Netflix now, but um, he he made some remarks. It's, uh, he said, uh, "I want my people back in the office. This remote working thing." Um, was an emergency situation under COVID, but we, we are most productive. We we interface with each other much better. We do our best work when everyone is in the office. But uh, other companies like Twitter, Jack Dorsey said exactly the opposite. He said, "If uh, if your employees, if our employees want to work from home for the rest of their lives, they are most welcome to do so." Um, so it's an interesting interesting debate, uh, Vina. What are your views on it?
1: I think it's a it's a mindset thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to to, add to what partial. Um, was saying, I mean, a network operation center, let's, let's bring it back to DFA, right? Uh, a network operation center is the heart of the business, right? Um, you know, uh, your your uptime, your SLA uptime on the network, you know, really defines you. It defines mm-hmm. the value that you're adding to your customer. It's having thousands of links out there in your, and, you know, your availability of the network is is substandard. We've maintained 99.95 not times on the network having said that our knock have been virtualized meaning our knock uh, engineers uh, rather than sitting in their facility uh, which we had our knock facility uh, are working from home now and the network hasn't been compromised mm. so it's a mindset thing right and and uh, so for me you know we are look at it from uh, you know from it from where we are to push point you need to give people uh, the environment create a conducive environment with um, with the governance and a in a balance between governance and bureaucracy. But give them the clear type of deliverable expectations that that you want from them. Support them with what they need to deliver that guidance. You know, um, uh, technology platform systems. Um, you know, um, KPIs. And give them the ability. You know, so that, that Enables you to manage the expectations, and you're supporting the delivery of that. And the, and, and the most important thing, and I don't want to sound cliche here, but you know, allow them the space and the freedom to to, to innovate as well, because that's important for the business. What what I'm finding and what we see in the business now is, you know, when we start when we started, people started prior to COVID, by the way, you know, trying to get people onto Teams was a, was a was, a, was a, you know wasn't moving, but now that we're on Teams. Everybody's on, right? Yes. Uh, as an example, and uh, an unintended consequence of that, which is an upside for us, is that we're finding that there are groups being set up on teams. You know, uh, you know, uh, collaboration groups, groups between the planning department and the sales department. The group, the group that exists between planning, marketing, and product and sales. You know, so these groups, are all these types of, I would call them. And for me, you know, people may see them as as, uh, as just groups, but for me, sitting where I do in the organization, I see them as these little hubs of innovation, you know, where conversations are had, where collaboration takes place, where ideas are born, and then, you know, vetted and then move through that pipeline within the business. So mm-hmm. um, my view is, you know, it doesn't matter where people uh, sit nowadays they just need to have the conducive environment um, and support to be able to deliver what they need to deliver.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. Okay. Now um Porsche I uh, obviously winning this uh, accolade is uh is 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 testimony to the fact that you are doing something right but um I, I imagine that uh, you've um, you've got a number of uh, um, what's the word um not targets but uh, a number of um a criteria that you measure uh, to determine the success of the work that you're doing in the organization from an HR perspective. I imagine that employee retention is one of those things, but what are some of the other factors that you consider?
2: Yeah. So, so um, what one of the first successes I would say um, for a business like ours is is first HR has to be seen um, and, and has to be experienced as Call to the delivery of the strategy, um, we have a challenge in this sector that uh, you find some businesses still treating or taking h r as uh, an administrative you know back office you know function um, and and for those businesses, I would really say you actually don 't need h r personnel because these days there is um, really solutions to automate a lot of the you know hr operational functions um so so the first thing for us as dfa we had to bring in key hr metrics uh into the business scorecard so without meeting those net metrics um it means that we have not achieved as 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 a business and if we don't achieve you know our targets as a business it actually um hits everybody's pockets and, uh, when, when, uh, matrix hit pockets, they really get to matter, um, to, to everybody in the organization. So the key, key metric, um, that we, we put, uh, on the scorecard, which is supported by, um, a, a strategy and, and frameworks is, uh, the employee experience. Um, the employee experience is also supporting the ENPS score, which is the, Net promoter score, which is customer experience score um, those are those are metrics that were not there in the past. We also look at um, the work that we do around driving transformation so transformation around our hiring activities around our skills development investments around what we do um, for our for for small enterprises and uh, for our suppliers so those metrics are Equally important to us meeting our financial targets um, on our
0: scorecard. Interesting metrics. That's the word I was struggling to come up with. <laughs> Thank you. Um, now, uh, Vino, we know we know there are skill shortages in in the IT in, in the ICT sector, um, and uh, I, guess, I guess it's a. Um, it's, an, it's really is an industry-wide challenge. It's um, felt um, just as keenly by DFA and, and, and everyone else in the sector. But um, maybe take us through how your, your view on how um, focusing on these issues that we're talking about today uh, could help um, in, perhaps encourage more people to join the ICT industry. W- will it do that? Uh, your thoughts on, on, uh, on how it might help with the, with the skills challenge?
1: So, so Duncan, you know, um, we often say there's a, and we know, we acknowledge that there's a skill shortage. Um, and what do we do about it? You know, do we expect government to solve it? Do we expect universities to solve it? Uh, you know, does, does, you know, we, we, we talk about it, but what do we do about it? Um, and, and I believe that we as industry participants should take the, have not should, must take the responsibility and accountability for taking our part in addressing the skill shortages. Um, you know, we have the ability to bring in uh, people who have an aspiration, um, provide them with, uh, you know, with it's from on the job learning from a learnership perspective whether we've got a number of graduates out there in south africa by the way that are unemployed bring them in and bring the graduates and give them the ability to have an experience of a move from theoretical to practical work experience theoretical knowledge to practical experience Mm -hmm. and thirdly is look at how we create the you know uh, capacity to absorb um, these individuals um, across our industry and across verticals as well. When you look at the skills, when I'm talking about digital, specifically in broad, broad, in in broad caption, digital type of skills, they're not specific to the ICT industry, they, they they are required in every vertical from banking to logistics, uh, to FMCG, to retail, to mining. So, um, you know, I believe that as, as, as business, private sector as well, we, like I say, we have the responsibility and should take the accountability for uh, for solving or being part of the solution um, in terms of skills shortage uh, development and um, you know the, the development and importation of digital skills.
0: Porsche, in your view, how how uh, should other companies be approaching this? I mean, um, is this is it is it always the same basic recipe that you apply in this space or is it unique to every company?
2: Hmm. So Duncan, there's never a one size fits all um hmm. in 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 the human capital space. Um and especially the times that we're in, you know, what used to work in the past has has has, has uh has become obsolete. So so companies have to rethink HR uh for themselves. Um so they, they they are basic pillars um, uh, in terms of HR best practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, work around performance management. How are we extracting value out of the resources that we have? Work around the culture of the of, of the of the organization. Each company must have a conversation to determine what is the best culture to to fit or to enable our strategy. Um, the the culture that works for DFA may not work for another for another uh, company strategy. So and and without um, companies clearly articulating um, the the culture that would best enable the strategy, um, you find that they they miss they miss uh, uh, the the capability to deliver on the strategy. So there's a whole lot of elements you know uh, around. the the strategy around shaping the organization, around attracting talent, developing talent, uh, engaging talent, and look at a framework that will work for them. I wanted to add that for DFA, um, I think we are celebrating and we're excited about the achievement because it was not an overnight journey. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, It's a journey that started three years ago. Um, um, A lot of work, a lot of, you know, research. You know, coming back to the to, to the environment to find out from our shareholders exactly what do they what do they expect, what kind of um, organizations organization do they want to to see positioned in in the markets that, that we operate in, um, and looking at what's what's the best uh, strategies that will support um, the needs of, of of the board, you know, and our shareholders. So this required buy in support. And direction from the top, um, and and also a lot of engagement with Xcode to say how do we bring this to life into um, our our daily practices um, as an organization. So so we we've had a lot of work um, and a lot of projects uh, that came out of um, the the new HR strategy that we introduced mm-hmm. to, uh, years ago. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for, for companies, I would say it requires um, uh, effort, it requires uh, investment in money, because uh, some of those programs, if you want a a, a tool to measure a metric, um, you may need to spend money on it, you know, to, to get uh, a scientifically, um, uh, a scientific methodology, you know, to use uh, in, in measuring uh, that metric. Um, you may need to, um, look at you know if you're looking at reskilling your workforce um uh, you may need to to pay somebody you know to to come in and and chat a direction for you on how to reskill your your workforce and in what skills you know um like an exercise that we busy, busy with at DFA is um a business enterprise um uh, uh architecture uh, uh project which which requires you know a lot of, of resources looking at um you know, robotic uh, process automation. You know, how do we automate a lot of um, the the manual um, administrative processes that we that we we do? You know, so that we can focus our efforts more on saving our customers. So it's it's a process of completely overhauling and relooking at at the at the organisation. It's not just you know HR and HR activities of hiring, firing, paying. Um, it, it's really looking at the complete um, uh, st- structure of the organisation.
0: I think that flows quite nicely into the last question I wanted to ask you. And uh, Portia, we don't uh, we don't often talk HR on this platform, so uh, it's uh, it's a nice opportunity to be able to delve into some uh, some subject matter we don't uh, normally focus on. But um, what 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 are the big trends in in the HR space at the moment? What what are the trends for 2021, and and wh- what are we going to see over the next few years?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to to challenge you, Duncan, to really start taking HR, you know. Um because it's really I <laughs> think COVID has really um shown us that we need to blend people with technology. Technology does not uh exist um on its own, you know, it, it is um exists because of people. Um either the, the creators, you know, or the users of the technology. So, so as I said before, I'm going to repeat, you know, it's, we're serving people and it's people who are serving people, um, within organizations. So, so I'm going to encourage you to, to really, um, um, bring this topic, um, to, to the forefront. Um, so looking at the, at at the trends, uh, I think companies have learned by now that the traditional approach of uh hiring uh, which can be completely automated now um paying salaries which can be automated or outsourced um and firing which can also be outsourced uh companies have learned that you know that's not really where the value of h r comes from um so so it's 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 really critical for for companies who want to remain relevant um going into the future to to look at this Trends. Um, I'm not going to say they're emerging trends because they've been there. But looking at the the, the COVID nineteen pandemic, looking at um, some of the recent events like your Black Lives Matter events, they've really um, uh, brought to the fore um, the the agency around certain certain HR topics. Right. So, so I would really say you know the trends um, for 2021. And, and beyond, uh, and certainly it's things that, you know, DFA is focused on. Uh, the top trend for us is um, transparency, um, uh, leadership transparency, and um, driving an inclusive environment. Um, i would give you a very simple um, uh, example of where leadership transparency has really served us as an organization. Um, when the pandemic started, you know, everybody was scared, everybody was panicked. Um, we were on a, a, a crisis mode, um, and that's for, for every organization. So we had to step up as leaders. You know, before we used to like, okay, no, we only choose a little bit of information that we, we share on a needs to know basis with employees. So we had to be completely open, completely transparent and get closer to, to the employees. So we initiated um, weekly town halls, where our which were led by our CEO. And he had completely open conversations to say, "Yes, we are all scared, you know the future is uncertain, we don't know, but here is what we are proposing you know to to do um to to mitigate risks that are that are in front of us and also bring conversation you know it's conversation with employees. What do you recommend um that really brought us to um to 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 get closer to our employees and to also understand that we're not Dealing with a number, we're not dealing with an employee. We're dealing with a whole human being, um, because now they come to and share, you know, the, the challenges that they're experiencing in in their in their home environments. We talk about you need to isolate. Some people don't even have rooms to isolate in. So, so we are we, finding that transparency is absolutely critical. Um, inclusion has always been a buzzword, um, particularly in South Africa, and um, really the. Days are are really gone where we need to pay lip service to to this term inclusion. Uh, We need to articulate and conceptualize what it means uh, for us as an organization. And also as a country, we need to conceptualize it. And we need to really work on um, uh, driving inclusive environments. We cannot have leaders who are silent on the matters of inclusion. Um, Leaders are part of the macrocosm of, of society. So it's, it's it's they cannot be quiet on on matters that are really at the heart of uh, of society. So the next trend, which is absolutely uh, uh, key, and we see it really being accelerated by COVID as well, is the focus on digitalization. Um, we 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 really have got no option, you know, as uh, corporate South Africa to look at where can we automate our processes, mm-hmm. where can we take out um, uh, unnecessary effort, waste errors You know, in, in the system, increase speed, increase efficiencies. So in every area of the business, digitalization is, is absolutely critical. Previously, um, we, we, we were still trying to figure out what is digital transformation going to look like, um, but COVID-19, has really not given us any any um, chance to to waste with a lot of powerpoints we just had to deep, deep dive look for opportunities uh, for digitalization and run with them um, The third um, trend is um, well being of employees um, and and well being which goes beyond physical well being uh, but Mental well-being has become absolutely critical, especially during the
0: COVID times and lockdown. I imagine I mean uh, uh, I think a lot of people are under under immense stress at the moment Uh, uh, Even those who (laughs) who have retained their jobs are um, I think are are finding it difficult Uh, particularly. I think uh, Portia, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I imagine that uh, more extroverted individuals might might have taken this last year quite with some difficulty i think uh, introverted people and i'm one of them um quite enjoy uh, um being away from other people and, and working on my own it's when i'm most productive but i, I imagine certain personality types have, have found it the difficult diff- pretty difficult going not being able to have face-to-face meetings and interactions
2: it absolutely has been a, a challenge you know just the constant fear you know um, so, so um, Deloitte uh, published a report in December on, on mental wellness, and, and we find that stress, anxiety, depression—you know, particularly amongst young people—are um, are, are, are extremely high, and, and that's really a cost, you know, for, for businesses. So, we—I we, I, I usually say this to, to my ex co that—you know, the, the schooling system. Taught us how to take care of physical wellness. Uh, I remember in grade one, you know, they, t- they taught they taught me how to brush my teeth, how to bathe, um, you know, how to take care of my body, but never how to take care of of the mind. So, so mm. it is absolutely imperative um, for and and, and, for, and it's our responsibility as businesses because we 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 to have a whole human being present. Uh, in the work environment, so they, they cannot be present if they don't have the tools to understand how to be healthy mentally. So, so in mental wellness, mental well-being, absolutely top priority to understand what does it mean. Have clear programs to drive awareness in businesses, to to drive out stigma in businesses, and to give practical tools that people can use to 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 maintain uh, their mental wellness. So we've we've got programs that we're running at at, at DFA in, in that regard, but this is a trend that is going to stay with us for 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 a long time to come. Uh, and, and it's really been also um, um, elevated by by these uh, um, peculiar times that we're operating in. Right. So another trend, the fourth trend. So there's five trends. Okay. So the fourth trend. So that is that is um, absolutely um, critical. And, and I've mentioned this uh, before, businesses need to move away from basic HR partnering. You know, uh, remember back in the day, we had um, HR personnel who were very, very administrative, and then we moved to HR partnering, um, we transitioned, and, and we're seeing that the world is now evolving to have a need for HR strategists, HR arch- architects, and advisors. Um, 90% of what an HR business uh, practitioner does in, 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 in companies is, is very operational. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. what companies need is strong HR operations sense, which can be automated as much as you can. And then you spend the value of your investment on strategists that will help make your business, that will bring solutions to your business. The last trend that we've also spoken about, which is, is um, going to stay with us probably forever, is um, the hybrid office. Oh, yeah. So those, those traditional leaders um, who still uh, are passionately holding on to the office keys, um they really really they need to rethink uh, that approach, so we have to look at a mixture of solutions, looking at the type of work that employees do, looking at the personality of the employee, looking at the home situation of the employee. We cannot say it 's none of our business what the home situation is right mm-hmm. so so for an example if if somebody has got kids to take to school, it has to matter to us. You know, how do we make sure that you fulfill your family obligations and still work? So companies have to come with uh, a mixture of solutions to ensure that, yes, you've got a little bit of connection. You know, you've got connection, you've got going to the office and then you've got flexibility that comes with, with working from home. It is not going to... Go away now, that need. And, and, and frankly, we've had the rest of the world advance in that space uh, for many years now. I think South Africa has had, is one of the countries which has taken its time. Um, so, so one size fits all solutions do not work. Um, where we just blindly demand for people to come to the office, we have to follow the approach that we follow with customers and look at personalization of our employees what tactic what strategy will work to extract the best value out of this employee and and one of the tools that uh, that we also touched on is companies need to clearly understand and articulate what do they need from this resource that they are investing in mm-hmm. um we cannot hire a resource and not know how to articulate exactly what do we, we want them to do what is in those kpis most companies don't do that that is why they will end up focusing their, their, their attention on non-value adding you know, activities. So, so companies need to be crystal clear of this is the value that employees need to bring to, to, to the table and have a conversation of how do we best extract that value out of you.
0: Thank you. Portia, plenty of f- food for thought there and, uh, and I think lots to, to, uh, to, to consider. So thanks so much for sharing your insights and uh, Vina as well. Uh, always great to have you on the podcast and uh, to learn more about what's happening at uh, DFA. Now, Vina Do- Govender is, of course, DFA's head of strategy, mergers and acquisitions. And Portia Tokwane is the company's chief human capital officer. Thanks so much for talking to Tech Central today.
2: Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, thank you, Duncan. Pleasure being on the show again.